you so much for joining today with Marilyn and Sarah. I am so delighted that you are here. And if you have a need in your life, I want you to hop on the phone, get on the website. Some of you watching have financial needs. Some of you are struggling in some relationship issues. Some of you have got to make decisions about stuff that's very concerning to you. We want to pray for you. We know that God answers prayer. So hop on the phone, get on the website. And partners, thank you. Thank you for helping us to cover the earth with the word. And I just want to give you a quick testimony to encourage you that God answers prayer. In fact, Carolyn, she called for prayer for her daughter to get a better job. And after receiving prayer, her daughter found not a better job, but two jobs. <laughs> I love that God answers prayer. So when we say call in for prayer, get on the website for prayer, it's opening the door for God to participate and step into stuff that we don't know how to fix. We don't know how to solve. We might be beyond our abilities, beyond our, our bandwidth, beyond our intelligence. So we like to give God the opportunity to be God. <laughs> and do God stuff. So, Mom, we have a really cool, some really cool guests that um, we're interviewing today. Yes, we do. We have Amy Carroll and Cherie Gregory. Did I say her name right? Sherry Gregory. Yep. Sherry Gregory. Yep. And I think their book is excellent. It's called Exhale. Sometimes you just need to let go. You know, exhale. Well, how do you do it? That's why you need the book. So it's important that you get the book that you know how there are times, sometimes I need it in the night. I wake up and I'm real uptight about something and I have to exhale. So it's very important for you to watch today. That's really good. And mom, I know as people watch, they're gonna find ways that God will help them to exhale, to relax and settle into God's design for them. Sarah Bowling, Living Genuine Love, is on a mission to connect everyone with the heart of God. With a passion for the Bible and the gift of teaching, Sarah brings a new perspective to articulate God's life-giving revelation to our modern moment. God's heart relentlessly reaches all our hidden places and changes us from the inside out. And Living Genuine Love is equipping people with resources and tools that empower them to walk in this intimate relationship with God. Sarah is a powerful scholar and spirit-led teacher with a gift and passion that takes her many places around the world to bring lasting change to each of us who are craving the transformative love of God. At Living Genuine Love, we're committed to seeing you walk in a vibrant relationship with God every day. Learn more about Sarah Bowling and her ministry, Living Genuine Love, by visiting sarahbowling.org or call us at 800-627-1995. so happy that you are watching today with Marilyn and Sarah. And we have a very, very special treat for you today. I have Amy Carroll. Thank you, Amy. And Sherry Gregory. Thank you so much for hanging That's out with us. So good to be here. With us. Totally thrilled. And you have this cool book called Exhale, as opposed to <gasps> hold your breath. Why should we exhale? You know, so many women are just we, Amy and I are both speakers, and we, when we go speak to groups of women, we just find that women are suffocating from all the demands on their lives, and it just it feels like a pressure on their chest. And there's three things, Amy, you've got that list, three things that they're trying to do simultaneously. You know, I think all of us have these three big desires. One is to glorify God, and we want to love our people well, but we also have a desire to live a great life that feels good to us. 
we think that lots of us, including maybe mm -hmm. us at times, mm -hmm. have bought into the lie that we can only have one of those three or maybe two of those three at the same time. But we believe that women can have all three of those at the same time. Mm -hmm. okay. So all three, meaning that we can love, love our people well. Yes. Right? That we can have a fulfilling life. Mm -hmm. Yes. And what's the last one? That we, we glorify can glorify them. God. Yes. We can do all of those yeah. at the same time mm -hmm. and not drown. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Now, our people may not always think that they're being loved well because all of this includes boundaries, which mm. is really hard. But we have found that boundaries are indeed biblical. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Very. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You might be watching right now. Maybe you feel like you're just kind of endlessly on a tread, treadmill, right? And you can't get off the treadmill and you're just holding on for dear life. And we'd love to pray for you. Hop on the phone, get on the website and grab your copy of Exhale. Super, super helpful resource. And, you know, in this book, you guys broke it into three main sections. And those three sections are interesting to think about in like overview kind of big pockets. Mm -hmm. Help me with those three sections. Okay, so it's lose who you're not, love who you are, live your one life well. And, you know, we lose who we're not so that we can love who we are. And that concept is hard for a lot of Christian women. You know, the number of times that I've spoken to a group of women and we start talking about the, the gifts God has given us, the strengths that he has, the way he expresses himself through us. And if you were asked a group of women, and I'm sure you, you can anticipate this, to um, pull out a piece of paper and jot down what their weaknesses are. Like they're gonna, you're gonna just hear pens scratching furiously. They're gonna ask for more, you know, more reams of paper. But if you ask that same group of women to list their strengths, you're gonna hear crickets. And part of it is that we've been taught to be humble, and we've been taught to downplay. Oh no, and and, and to say, oh no, even if they did something well, oh, then then we point out the mistake. If somebody comes and thanks us for something, you know, we like turn it around and reject the the sincere expression of appreciation. But on the other side, we, we often don't even know what we're good at. We're so busy filling other people's expectations, doing what other people tell us to do or ask us to do, or we see a need and so we immediately jump in. It's just so instinctive. We could even solve a problem before it happens, right? And that would save time for us. But was that answering God's call? And so slowing down enough, taking that time to lose those areas that God has not called us to, and then really putting some time into loving. Okay, love who you are does not mean self-love. It does not mean selfishness. It does not mean, you know, staring at our navel, but celebrating who God actually created us to be and doing what he actually called us to do. Amy, you have a, you actually say that loving who we are is an act of worship. It really is. You know, I was reading Psalm 139, which is such a familiar oh, psalm. It's a beautiful one. Sweet. And I read the line where David says, I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And all these light bulbs went on because I thought if David had just said, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. That's sort of that self-love movement statement and affirmation, for example, that, that people sometimes would say that, but sometimes that can be arrogance. And sometimes it's just a cover for insecurity, but it was the start of that sentence that was so important. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. He was praising his creator for who he is. And we can do the same thing that when we praise our creator for how he made us, it is an act of worship. It's not an act of self-centeredness. Right. 
And you know, I think too, we don't always see that. We don't see like, hey, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And we don't, I mean, I think we tend to look at, I'm not, I'm not, I can't, mm-hmm. this, inadequate, and that's that lose, mm-hmm. lose that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. But then celebrating I am, mm-hmm. because, and then be, because that's, that's God's design in me. And mm-hmm. maybe you struggled with that. Maybe it's hard for you to worship God, um, take that piece, of, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, and I worship God, God's design. So we would love to pray for you that God would help you to connect those two. That part of loving and, and accepting yourself is, is an expression, loving God express, and worshiping God. So hop on the phone. We'd love to pray for you that God would help you with that. Grab your copy of Exhale. Really, really helpful resource. And, and kind of get your thinking, kind of unstick your thinking <laughs> to see things in some new and some fresh ways. And, you know, in this loving yourself, and we may not be able to answer this all like in this little section, so we might do like part A, part B, but what are some difficulties we have when it comes to loving ourselves? Uh, that's, I just think that's tricky. Yeah, one of the biggest ones is comparison. And, you know, it often starts out so innocently. You know, I think back to years ago, my mother went to hear Florence Littower speak on the personalities. And she came home, she gave us all the personality tests, and she confirmed her worst fear, which which was that she was the only sane human being in a home full of crazy people. But uh, she then took me to go hear Florence, and I was mesmerized. You know, here was a woman who was speaking authentically. She spoke my language, and I wanted to be just like Florence. And so it often starts out that a woman who is ministered to us becomes an ideal. Mm -hmm. And what I didn't realize is that by putting Florence on a pedestal and wanting to be just like her, oh, and it was, this was not Florence's fault at all. What started as an ideal turned into an idol. Mm -hmm. I thought that in order to be like her, to have the influence she had, I needed to be funny. Well, I'm not funny. I'm a nerd. I'm an English teacher. I mean, I'm many things, but I am not naturally funny. And there is nothing worse than a nerd trying to be funny. Mm. Like it just flops. And so recognizing our distinct personality and the way that God created us and allowing other people to have their strengths. Because, you know, again, when women take a personality test and they get their results, you want to know what they look at first? They go straight to the weaknesses list. And they're like, I'm going to work on that weakness, weakness, that weakness. And I'm like, don't look at it. Focus on the strengths for now. Now, that doesn't mean we get to have bad behavior and make excuses. But we've spent so long focusing on those weaknesses. We can hand those weaknesses over to God, just like the little boy handed over five loaves and two fishes. It's amazing what Christ can do when we hand our weaknesses, when we hand over our meager to him. He can multiply it into his much, and then we can celebrate who he did. We can can love who we are because he created us that way on purpose. What would you say in terms of loving yourself as well? Well, one of the things that's funny to me is I think that we try to cover up our quirks, Mm. the things that make us different (laughs) than everybody else. So very often it's those very things that God wants to use the most in us. And there was a picture that I received in a person that I met when I was in India one time. His name was Raju. Raju lives in a very impoverished community of rag pickers. They pick through Mm. the trash every day for about a dollar a day to find recyclable materials. But when Raju was a child, he was orphaned and he ran away at at the time of his parents' death and he suffered every abuse that we could even imagine. 
And Rob, but Raju, deep in him, God had wired this desire for justice. So as someone who didn't know God yet, he joined a group of people and he got in big trouble because they were protesting. And so Raju ended up in prison. And so um, he, but in prison is where he met Jesus. So a pastor came in and introduced him to Jesus. Now that very quirk, that desire for justice is what God used the most in his community. Because he brought in wells for water. He brought in electricity even into this impoverished community. Wow. And some mm. of that quirky stuff, God can really tweak and turn it into something wonderful. Yeah. Absolutely. I want to encourage you, hop on the phone, get on the website. You might feel like some of your quirks are, are like your uh, Achilles heel. Mm. And God absolutely can help you see those things in ways that are very redemptive and constructive. So hop on the phone, get on the website. We'd love to pray for you for that quirky stuff. And also grab your copy of Exhale, powerful resource to help you live in God's design. Are you suffocating under the pressures of being all things to all people? For your gift of $39 or more, we will send you Exhale, a life-changing book from Amy Carroll and Sherry Gregory. Rather than adding more to your to-do list, this book will show you how to lose who you're not, love who you are, and live your one life well. Start investing your life in ways that fulfill the desires of your heart and bring glory to God. We will also send you Sarah's book, In Step with the Spirit, and our two-CD teaching, A New You, which will help release the person of peace, power, and purpose you were reborn to be. For your gift of $79 or more, we will include the New Spirit-filled Bible for Women. Call or click today. have a tragic situation taking place right now in Ukraine, and I want to help. I have taken the gospel into Ukraine and ministered to the people there. They are amazing, brave people. And right now they're fighting for their nation and they're fighting for their lives. Will you help me to help them? There are two things I want you to do today. First, we need to pray. Will you stand in the gap? Ask God to intervene in the situation. Second, we have an amazing opportunity to partner with an organization right now to provide food and shelter for Ukrainian refugees who are fleeing from the Russian army. And we have the opportunity to provide food boxes for families currently trapped by the violence inside Ukraine. Please give generously so that we can help these brave and hurting people today. Welcome back to Today with Marilyn and Sarah. And we have these wonderful guests. I'm going to shake your hand again. <laughs> and I want you to share, if you don't mind, 
some of your quirks. <laughs> oh. Right. Well, so I was the little girl that always got in trouble at school for talking to her neighbor. And so I have a lot of words. In fact, I got a vanity plate this year that says word girl on it because I have a lot of words. I have a lot of things to say. And for a long time, I squelched that. It got me in trouble. Um, it still gets me in trouble occasionally. But um, And so I squelched that and really tried to get rain that under control. But God, in his redemptive mm. way that he does, has brought that back around where he's using those words in my life as a communicator. So that's mm -hmm. one of my quirks. <laughs> wow, I have so many. Which one to choose? Um, <laughs> you know, the one I think I'll pick today is I prefer to do things with other people than by myself. And um, so Amy and I have co-authored this book and we, you know, we do the podcast together. And I know some people, you know, they see it as a mark of um, excellence. If you can do everything by yourself, you know, the Renaissance person or the, the Lone Ranger. And any, I figure anything I could do is 10 times better if I can do it with somebody else. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've been able to see how God has blessed that. I have, a, I have a deep need for belonging. And so when I collaborate, it helps meet that need. But I also then discover, okay, what is God, what has God put inside of me that this particular collaboration needs? And so that's been fun. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And, and, and I think sometimes those quirks, when we, when we say quirk, but we frame it right, yeah. it's really a gift. Yes. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And in your book, Exhale, of course, I want you to grab your copy of this book. It's super helpful. How have you seen people really grow and get help from this book? How has mm -hmm. it improved people? I've got two friends in particular that have just really expressed that reading this book has changed their world. And for both of them, boundaries have been really important. The lose who you're not piece is really counterintuitive. We, we don't like to lose things. It feels like a death a lot of times. But what they have found is that they are, because they have built some boundaries into their world with the people that they love so much, that they are able to live their one life well so much better and actually love these people even better than they did in the past. And so, because like, for example, one is someone who's had kind of a, a hard relationship with her mother and it, by building a few boundaries in, she's able to live She's able to love her mother more completely and freely because it's taken the resentment away in some areas. So that's just one example. Mm -hmm. One of the things we talk about later in the in book is because we've lost who we're not and we're loving who we are, part of living your one life well, there's, there's actually three ways you can look at that. Live your one life well not other people's lives, <laughs> not the Excellent. life other people think you should, but your right. God-given life. So then your uh, one life well, not multiple different ones. Like for me, whenever I start catastrophizing and worrying, I call that living hypothetical lives. Well, this could happen, this could happen, this could happen. No, one life, the present life that's in front of me that I'm relying on Jesus to get me through, not my own strength, not my own ability to worry at 2.37 in the morning. And then well, and well kind of has two meanings. One is when Christ says, do you want to get well? So it means healed. And then also it has the meaning of with excellence. And so being able to live your one life well, it's yours. It's only one life in the present with, with God's guidance and leading. It is healed and restored by Christ and it is with excellence as God leads. Mm -hmm. 
That's so powerful. You might be watching right now and you're like, wow, <laughs> I don't know about living my one life well. I feel like some of you watching right now, you're, you're very, very anxious and worried. Mm -hmm. You have a lot of stress and pressure and fear and, and anxiety in, in you. And I just want to invite you to hop on the phone, get on the website. We want to pray for you. And I want to remind you in Psalms 55, 22, it says, cast your cares on the Lord because he cares for you. We want to pray for you that God would help you to do that. And of course, grab your copy of Exhale. Um, this is a helpful resource for you to not just kind of put a Band-Aid on things, but also to really get underneath some of those core, core concerns and issues to help you live your one life well. When we talk about healing, right? Live, do you want to be well, right? Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that whole mm -hmm. man, you know, at the well or the, at the thing at the mm -hmm. pool of Siloam. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a question that I have in terms of, do you want to be well? And why would Jesus ask that question? Why do you think? I think Jesus wants us to join our will with his. Jesus's will for all of us is to live our one life well, healed up, full in him. And But he's asking us the question so that we will join our desires and our will with his. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it takes me all the way back to when I was 17 in an eating disorder unit. And I just, I was, it was after a very hard counseling session with my family. And um, I went back to my room because my counselor was trying to get me to share my feelings, which we did not do in our family. We were a thinking feeling, not a, a thinking family, not a, a feeling family. And I was going to read myself to sleep. So I pulled out my Bible and I was reading um, Psalm 18. And I got to that verse that said, he rescued me because he delighted in me. And it just blew my mind that here the God of the universe, he didn't just tolerate me. He didn't just save me because he had to and then be like, okay, you go take care of yourself. He actively took delight in me. And so he was wanting me to respond to him. He wasn't going to force me to get better. He wasn't going to force me to do the hard work. He wasn't going to force me to submit to him. He was waiting for me to surrender to him voluntarily so that he could rescue me. And then so he, the next thing he invited me to, was to take refuge in him. And that part, I have to confess, took time. For the longest time, my life was uh, rescue, yes, refuge, no, mm. because I wanted to try to do it all. My I felt so bad that he had to rescue me in the first place. I, was, I really was like, okay, I'll, I'll take it from here, God. You go take care of other people. And it was really when I learned, oh, no, he really wants to rescue and for me to take that refuge in him that my life became so, so much easier and the exhale became so much more possible. Mm -hmm. When you say refuge, taking refuge, what does that look like for you? Refuge in God. Taking refuge in God, it really does come back to recognizing in, in the midst of whatever situation I'm in. And I'll admit, I didn't do it that well at the beginning of the pandemic. I was doom scrolling like crazy. That was not <laughs> refuge. Okay. Right, right. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, whatever news source I was watching or reading or any, that was not refuge. It really was, is for, for me about what I don't do about turning things off, about sometimes not even going to my friends, but going to God first, going in prayer, spending the time in his word to listen, to, to take the ruminating in my mind that is anxiety and to replace it with, with his word. Sometimes I don't memorize real well. I wish I did. And so I carry scripture around with me on cards so that I can replace that thinking and remember, rem, remind myself, I cannot rescue myself. 
I can't take refuge in myself or anything else that's on this earth, mm -hmm. but that I can in him. And, and that's what's going to allow me to live that one life well that he's given me. Mm -hmm. You know, it's Psalms 46 one, because it's just been a, a verse that I've been memorizing the last day or two. Mm -hmm. And it is God is my refuge. God is my strength, yes. the very present help in times of trouble. Yes. And that has been so soothing to my mm -hmm. soul. God is my refuge. God is my strength. Yeah. And you might be watching right now and maybe you've had tried to take refuge and we do lots of things where we take refuge, social media, mm -hmm. and then you find yourself, that's not very, that's not very safe. <laughs> and we might have refuge, we find refuge in food. Mm -hmm. Maybe we find refuge in exercise. And really these things become, they become escapes. Mm -hmm. They're not refuge. Mm -hmm. And they don't really, at the end of the day, they don't sustain and they don't help. They don't console, they don't heal us. We wanna pray for you, Psalms 46, verse one. God is your refuge, God is your strength, very present help in times of trouble mm. that you don't lean on other things, lean on other people, lean on whatever things you've done that God, God is your refuge. So hop on the phone, get on the website. And when you do grab your copy of exhale, this is a fantastic, fantastic resource to help you look at stuff that's in your heart. That's erroneous. That's false underlying perceptions and expectations. Also to consider that God loves you has a good plan for you, and you don't get to control how much or how little God loves you. <laughs> you don't change the dial. And then God has a plan and a purpose for your life to live your one life well, to lose, to love, and to live. So hop on the phone, get on the website. And I would encourage you to get a couple of copies because I'll bet you have a few friends that might need to have a little bit of exhale in their life so they can live God's design. Are you suffocating under the pressures of being all things to all people? For your gift of $39 or more, we will send you Exhale, a life-changing book from Amy Carroll and Sherry Gregory. Rather than adding more to your to-do list, this book will show you how to lose who you're not, love who you are, and live your one life well. Start investing your life in ways that fulfill the desires of your heart and bring glory to God. We will also send you Sarah's book, In Step with the Spirit, and our two-CD teaching, A New You, which will help release the person of peace, power, and purpose you were reborn to be. For your gift of $79 or more, we will include the New Spirit-Filled Bible for Women. Call or click today. so very happy you've joined this interview and I know God has amazing things to continue in your life. Sherry, would you pray for our audience to experience those things with God? Oh, I would love to. Oh, please join me in prayer. Lord, we are so grateful today um, for, for your love, for your guidance. And Lord, I'm thinking of the woman right now who is wrestling with anxiety. There has been so much that has been so uncertain for so long. And so 237 turns into 337 and 437. And now she's got to start the day with far less sleep. Lord, make yourself tangibly, audibly, physically present to her and help her to realize she can lose those fears and those worries. She can hand them over. She can surrender them to you because you are her refuge and you are her strength. Help her to realize that in the process of losing who she's not, she can love who she is 
And that's a celebration of who you created her to be. It's not something to worry about. It's something, it's an act of worship so that she can live that one life well that you've given her and to be able to serve those and to see the needs that you have put in her path that only she can fill. Lord, we love you so much in your name. Amen. 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 This is wonderful. And you know, I think God wants wonderful things for you. So I want you to join me in saying this. Today is the best day of my life. I believe this because Jesus Christ lives big in me today. Today.